0: Respect is not rooted in obedience and compliance. It is rooted in the intentions of the heart. What I see, at least in these two parenting styles, is that
1: I'm Rachel and I'm Marcella, And you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast.
0: We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children. Friends.
1: Hi, Rachel. Hi, Marcella. So happy to be back. I'm so excited because today we're starting a two-part series on parenting styles. I think there is so much confusion in social media when it comes to parenting styles, especially people trying to fit gentle parenting. I've seen influencers showing authoritarian saying that that's gentle parenting or showing permissiveness saying that that's gentle parenting. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we need to to do this two-part series. For sure. I'm excited about it. According to research, there are four parenting styles, which are the way that we respond to our children's behaviors. And gentle parenting falls under the category of authoritative parenting style. This week, we are going to talk about authoritarian parenting, and we're going to talk about uninvolved parenting style. And next week, we are going to talk about authoritative parenting and permissive parenting. People confuse authoritative parenting or gentle parenting with permissive permissive parenting a lot.
0: Well, and I think people mix up authoritarian versus authoritative. So, I think this series is going to be really good. Let's talk about what do psychologists say are the differentiating factors in each of the styles.
1: There are two elements that create a parenting style, and it is accountability and acceptance.
0: Yeah, so each style has a certain measure of accountability and acceptance, either low or high, typically speaking. So, <laughs> with the authoritarian parenting, there is typically low acceptance with high accountability. Can we define what acceptance and accountability are? Because I think when people hear the word acceptance, they may be thinking behavior.
1: Acceptance of the child. You could accept your child. You could validate your child. And that doesn't mean you're saying it is okay for the behavior. It's completely valid what they're going through emotionally. Right now they're having a hard time sharing and they're very frustrated, that's okay for them to go through that emotionally, accepting our children, regardless of their behaviors and accountability is okay. Now, throwing baby sister down, that's not going to fly in this house. Let's work on something else. So this doesn't happen again. So that's accountability. When there are low levels of acceptance and high levels of accountability, parents usually put higher importance to following instructions to obedience than what the child is going through, they're usually very in the mindset of they need to listen to me. They need to follow the instruction. They need to obey. They don't stop so much on thinking, okay, why is this happening?
0: With authoritarian parenting, I feel like the mindsets that I see often are things like children should be seen and not heard. I'd like to know where that originated because if you've ever been around a child, they are not quiet and they are are very vocal about every little thing until their will essentially is broken which their will is their voice if you're breaking a child's will you are essentially breaking their voice and their ability to stand up for what they believe in or you know even what they want the second mindset that i see a lot is if a child acts out especially in public that means they are not disciplined
1: mm. what do you think i saw a tiktok i think you saw it too because it's viral of a mom of a neurodivergent child he was having a meltdown it wasn't a tantrum it was a meltdown at the doctor and then she was showing that he was pulling her hair and then all those comments oh man you're not disciplining you're so passive what is this and what I saw was a mom truly trying to help her child get through that moment of meltdown his body his little body was out of control I guarantee you he didn't and say, okay, I'm going to hurt mommy by pulling her hair. He wasn't even in control of his own body. Right. And that happened. She had long, beautiful hair, and then he grabbed her hair. Well, and what would it teach if, in a
0: moment where, because I think that most authoritarian parents, if they had their hair yanked like that, they would get the hair out of the hand and then probably hit the child to try to teach a lesson. But what lesson is that actually teaching? Have we ever stopped to think and ask ourselves, my child is hurt? hurting me. So I'm going to hurt them to teach them not to hurt me. That does not make any sense at all. It is not logical. It is not reasonable. So why do you think it is that parents
1: think that it works? From the Latino perspective, I think it's very cultural. My abuelita might think that that way they will stop. They won't dare to do that again. And that's respect. But is it? These are the questions that I had to go through
0: personally, because I was raised by two very loving, but very authoritarian parents. And I saw a lot of these methods. I did not honestly, and I've talked to my parents about this. So if you're listening and you're thinking, oh my gosh, like, why would she say that about her parents? I've talked to them about this. I really didn't gain respect for my parents until they started treating me as a mutual. It wasn't until I got older that my mom is now one of my very best friends. But that friendship didn't really start to blossom until she stopped being the authoritarian in my life and started treating me as an equal human, you know, that had equal rights as her. And so imagine if we do that with our children from birth, or even if you haven't, if you've been authoritarian parenting up to this point, you're thinking, oh my gosh, is the damage done? I have been doing this. I have thought these things. If behavior is communication, is it too late for me to change? The answer is no it's not too late. And you can absolutely still, and I would even venture to say if your children are out of your home, you can still break the
1: cycle with your grandchildren. I feel my parents are breaking the cycle with me as a 35 year old, because I feel they're treating me differently. And then that's very healing to me. Yes. The other mindset that I see often with authoritarian parenting
0: is that coddling emotions or even discussing emotions, giving space to emotions at all in any capacity will create entitled children or even weak children. Typically the weakness comes from, and I'm speaking traditionally that men tend to think if I let my child show emotion, they're not going to be strong enough to handle the harsh real world.
1: I've seen it with every gender and it's a question of, I understand that we need to respect our kids. I like your message. I really dig your message. But then I think about like, how are my kids going to do when they face these authoritarian adults in their life and they're all used to just gentleness and kindness from me? They won't know, they will crumble under that pressure. And if anything from experience, I know that a crumbled child (laughs) is going to face those type of people in a less a certain way than a child who is whole and who knows who he is and how to stand up for himself than the ones who don't listen to this we were at the playground i was waiting for the twins they were playing there were other kids they were a little older the other kids in the playground were a little older i saw that one of my twins came running to me and he said that kid is not being safe that kid is not being safe and then i went to see how the older kid was playing with the others and they were playing house they were playing house and he was the parent and then he was chasing the other kids to grab them by their arm and taking them to a timeout corner and for my child that felt unsafe that felt like that's not appropriate and he ran to me but for the other kids because possibly they get timeouts and they get that at home they were not saying anything to that and when the other kid was grabbing them by the hand and just taking them to a corner against their will they were letting him and i'm like okay if this this comes out through play. Can you imagine when there is a real safety scenario that an older child wants to take them to a corner yes. to abuse them or to do something to them? Like who is more likely to ask for help and not be abused? My child or those children who are used to timeout being taken to places against their will, timeout, spanked? Exactly. That's
0: the thing is that you're giving your children space to feel what they're feeling, but also to create critically think for themselves. Whenever you are authoritarian and you're lording over them and you're telling them what to do and what to think and what to say and what not to say, you essentially are stripping them of their superpowers of being able to think critically and to analyze situations and to think that's not safe behavior. Obviously your son knew that this is play, but that made him feel unsettled, which is a very, very healthy thing to recognize and a very emotionally mature thing to recognize. It's interesting to me that that child in a moment of play chose to exercise both control and aggression. That speaks volumes to me about the type of environment that that child has probably been raised in, that that would be the thing that they would want to
1: choose to bring into a play time. They yeah. recreate that all the time. Like if you see Peyton playing, she's recreating what she sees in her house and what she sees on TV, what she sees in her environment. And that's what kids do all the time. They make sense of their world in play. It wasn't that that older child who was the parent in the game that he wanted to be abusive. He wanted to exercise power control. No, he was recreating his environment. And the other kids were recreating their environment as well. And um, because that wasn't my child's environment at all, it was strange to him. He was like, okay, mom, I don't feel comfortable with this. It was very assertive. He asked for help. He went to an adult. That was great. You
0: know, just looking at my life as someone who was raised in an authority Authoritarian parenting Home. I had so many issues with bosses in jobs in my adult life. I started working full time whenever I was 16. Pretty much from that time on, I had issues with bosses because I knew that I had some measure of control over my life, especially once I moved out and things like that. I had issues with authority figures because of my authoritarian home life. I would push back or I also, in many cases, didn't know how to set a boundary. I had some straight up abusive bosses that were people that should have never been in authority in the first place. I didn't know how to stand up to that because Mm -hmm. I was told that that was wrong or bad to do that. And knowing what I know now, I'm going to raise my daughter to not only know how to stand up for herself, but to do so in a respectful way. Raising your children with gentle and respectful parenting is teaching them how to remain mentally stable because you're not teaching them to hide emotion. The reason that so many of us deal with anxiety and depression is because we're suppressing so many emotions. We're stuffing them down because we've been taught for decades that that's not healthy to show. So I feel like we're going to have mentally stable children who don't feel the need to suppress their feelings. We're going to have emotionally regulated children. They're going to be self-controlled and they're going to be effective communicators. And I can't think of a more incredible world than Mm -hmm. that. You know, Imagine, would the world be less harsh if the people in it knew how to be?
1: And even for how the world is now, which is a harsh world, our children having that confidence, it will be easier for them to navigate that harsh world. Now let's talk about uninvolved. The second portion of this podcast episode, because uninvolved parenting is what they called in the past, neglectful parenting style. Now they transitioned it to uninvolved parenting style and it's having low levels of acceptance and low levels of accountability. The difference between involved parenting style and permissive parenting style is that permissive parents have high acceptance and involved parents they have low acceptance meaning they're very dismissive so they don't want to deal with behaviors or emotions they don't want to deal with behaviors nor emotions so it is not okay for them if their child is feeling is expressing anger that's usually the type of parents. for example timeout might be the perfect punishment for an uninvolved parent because it's a punishment that really disconnects the child and parent from their needs and from their behaviors as well. I don't want to hear you cry, go to your timeout corner. When you're done crying, come out. What happens is that there is no even accountability because when they come out of the timeout corner, nothing happens afterwards. Yeah, there's no teaching in that moment. So then the child isn't learning healthier
0: ways to communicate. You know, They're just learning, oh, when I do something that somebody else doesn't like, I deserve isolation and disconnection. What I see at least in children's behaviors and the parents that I coach is that parents want to ask the child, why did you do that? What was the reasoning for that? They don't know. It's an expression of a need as we've talked about in previous episodes this month, that behavior is communication of a need. So when they choose to communicate in an unhealthy way, they don't understand why they're doing it until we have given them language to understand the why, because the why, is found
1: in their emotions and in their needs. One misconception that people have about authoritarian and uninvolved parenting. When people hear those two parenting styles, they think about the most extreme form of authoritarian and uninvolved. When they think about an authoritarian parent, they think about a very strict, I don't care about you. I don't love you. I spank you for everything. And that's not true. Usually authoritarian parents are loving parents too. My parents were loving authoritarian parents. They care about me. They wanted the best for me, but their methods were authoritarian. The same thing with uninvolved parenting. They could be very loving as long as their kids are not expressing negative emotions. So if the child is having fun with them, they will play with the kid. They will meet all their physical needs. They will take him to the park. They will give him kisses. They will speak the child's love language. But when there is a big behavior or big negative emotions, then they disconnect and they are uninvolved. So that's a myth that uninvolved parents are just the neglectful parents who leave their kids in foster care. That's the highest form of uninvolved parenting and it's abandonment. But the lowest form of uninvolved parenting is when you emotionally disconnect when your children have high emotions and behaviors. That's
0: really eye-opening. So let's talk about some uninvolved and neglectful mindsets. What are some things that you know that that an uninvolved parent might think.
1: Uninvolved parenting, they may believe that children's emotional expressions are irrational, therefore not valid, and they disconnect or ignore their children's emotions. They may ridicule children's emotions, like, that's not a big deal, you're crying over a goldfish. They show low interest in what their children are trying to communicate. They want children's emotional expression to disappear as soon as possible. Uninvolved parents, when they hear gentle parenting tips of co regulation let's help your child meaning like you are there helping them calm down and speaking softly to them and they might try that with an uninvolved mentality of i'm doing this just to stop the crying
0: you talking about this reminds me of a video that i recently did about a banana breaking and it went viral on tiktok and the amount of people that commented oh my gosh it's just a banana the kid needs to get over that that's not something that is worth crying over this makes sense. So in those moments, I feel like, I don't know if I would say that those parents are necessarily uninvolved overall, but in those moments, whenever they're trying to dismiss a child's emotions over a broken banana, and they're saying like, I'm not going to let my child cry over a broken banana. That's
1: ridiculous. That is an uninvolved mindset. And you know what, when the child comes down and then you help them process what happened, then you could teach them like, okay, broken banana is truly not like the end of the world, but once, their needs and their emotions are processed. Next time when they have a broken banana, they're like, oh, but mama says I could make a smoothie with a broken banana. I won't be that upset about this. That's different than dismissing their emotions out the gate. In my
0: experience, at least the broken banana is usually the straw that broke the camel's back. Like there's already some other stuff going on for my child. (laughs) By the time the banana breaks, it's like in adulthood, whenever we have a really bad day and one thing right after the other keeps happening and then finally there's one small little thing that happens that just
1: sets us off and we go in a tailspin that's true and involved parents they may believe that negative emotions are toxic or bad so if they may see their child is jealous they might think oh jealousy is bad i need to stop it they shouldn't be feeling jealous they may lack the ability to see and understand their own emotions or others emotions they feel uncomfortable anxious upset hurt or overwhelmed by children's emotions. They believe that focusing on negative emotions makes things worse. They may feel insecure about not knowing how to handle children's emotions. They minimize emotions and devalues the experiences that brought them up, like the banana. And they won't help the child solve their root need and their negative emotion because they believe that if they don't do anything, time cures everything. And that's one thing that I want to dive deeper here because the more common statement from an uninvolved parent is this is a phase I'm just going to let it pass and my child is just going to keep growing and things are going to be better later so I see this tantrum and I'm not going to access help I'm not going to work on my parenting education I'm not going to invest in classes I'm not going to do any of this because all these behaviors are normal they're a phase they're just going to Magically disappear, which does not happen. And again, I think it's at least, you know, in my head, I keep thinking
0: we're not providing children with healthier ways to communicate. We're not giving them skills. What I see is that for so long, parenting has been so focused on what's happening right now. And I need to create a compliant, obedient child right now because that's what respect is. But respect is not rooted in obedience and compliance. It is rooted in the intentions of the heart. So what I see, at least in these two parenting styles, is that none of them are providing children for skills to be a healthy adult. If you exercise power and control with your children, they will grow up to be adults who are micromanagers and they feel the need to lord over their children or
1: their employees. They're going to be the bosses and the CEOs that nobody wants to work for. Or the opposite. I've seen the opposite too. They were so oppressed in their childhood. They don't feel they have a voice and they cannot be bosses, managers, CEOs. They don't feel that they have what it takes. That they become people pleasers almost. It's like, I have to please everybody else
0: around me and keep everybody else around me happy. They're doing that at the detriment of their own desires and will and probably strengths and gifts. You know, with uninvolved, if you're dismissing your child's emotions and you're acting like nothing's a big deal, then you wind up raising an adult who thinks that Everybody is a baby or that they're weak. They don't know how to properly process through the things that life is throwing at them. And neither of these parenting styles are teaching children the skills to be a healthy, mentally stable,
1: emotionally regulated, self-controlled adult. Last week, I watched a TikTok of a child psychologist in Colombia. She was showing a role play of what uninvolved parenting may do to the mind of a person when they grow up. And they're usually very entitled. For Example, if when they were children and their experiences were dismissed, mom, look, I'm able to do this, this craft. Oh, oh, yeah, of course you're able to do that craft. You're in first grade. That's dismissive. That's uninvolved. And then when they're adults, their team, let's just say they're a boss and their team does something that's a, an accomplishment. They're like, that's your job. Why am I going to celebrate here if, if it was your job to make this happen, to make this event happen, to make this task happen? So they're usually very ent- title when they grow up with their emotions not being recognized when they're adults, they're like, why do I have to thank you for going to Walmart and bringing the food? That's your job as my spouse. So why do I have to say thank you to you or the other spouses? Why do I have to say thank you when you serve me a meal if it's your job to cook for me? Or why do I have to say thank you for changing a diaper if the baby is your child too? I saw in one of my TikToks, I showed, it was a little role play that Brian said, I'm going to change a diaper. And then I say, okay, thank you. And then so many people are like, why? are you saying thank you to the bare minimum is his child i'm like yeah i know it's his child it's his responsibility but i'm still saying thank you and he says thank you to me too when i brush the twins teeth he says thank you why not yeah exactly next we were going to talk about the difference between permissive parenting and authoritative parenting that's parenting with understanding gentle parenting because people confuse it so so so, so much they think it's the same and that's why gentle parenting has been under attack in social media of people who see it as permissiveness and they're like, gentle parenting is toxic because it's not teaching kids consequences. I'm like, that's not gentle parenting. And that's the reason that we're going to be
0: unveiling that in this podcast episode next week. It's going to be amazing.
1: Now, do you know what your parenting style is? We all have a default parenting style even if we're trying to do gentle parenting. My default parenting style is uninvolved. And if I'm not careful, I go back to that, especially In my most stressful moments. So I highly encourage you to take my free quiz. It's called Discover Your Parenting Avatar Quiz. It's going to walk you through different scenarios. It's just eight questions. And at the end, you're going to discover what your parenting avatar is as a gentle parent. So if you're a gentle parent, if you're trying to do things differently, you still have a default parenting style, you're going to discover in that quiz. It is free to access it. Just open the description of this podcast episode and then go through the quiz if you have any of our products just open the description of this podcast episode and you will see the link to join the pride facebook group go there and let us know what is your parenting avatar and what is the main takeaway from this episode don't forget to follow us at high Input club and at racheline rogers on instagram on TikTok, on facebook and
0: don't forget it only takes understanding to break your cycle we'll see you next week